Welcome to the Kingdom Eagles Church, where hearts and minds are always in one accord. And the multitude of they that believed were of one heart and of one mind. Beloved, every stage in life has its own challenges. We tend to differ in the way we handle or solve them, be it out of ignorance, misinformation that mislead many into adopting temporary solutions, escapism, blaming, smoking, addiction, or seeking help from wrong sources, while others persistently make efforts to change their circumstances. Others give up and allow these circumstances to define who they really are not. Some have adopted new characters, anger, to overcome these challenges. Others have gone into drugs, some into prostitution, and some have turned suicidal. Problems never quit. But you know what? You can make a smart decision today by desiring Jesus more, by taking a step out of your comfort zone and embracing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Lord will hear you. The Lord will intervene in your life. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. And above everything, He will restore you and give you a new life to live hearts and minds in one accord. Pastor Kevin. And a group of people, community leaders, the Rubenites and some other group of people, 250 of them, they decided to reject Moses and Aaron. And then question them why they thought they had set themselves above the community. And so because Korah was so greedy, he also wanted to find himself being in leadership in the priesthood. So the Lord looked at the grumbling because they were so angry with Moses and Aaron and they asked, why do you take us to come and die in the wilderness? You've led us through, but we see that this thing is not working. Yes, you've promised us about the giving of great promise and you took us out of Egypt. Yeah, it was a good thing. Here we are right now where we stand and things seem not moving. Things are not working the way we thought they would. And so Korah, Dithon and Abiram, they were angry. And other people joined them. And other well-known community leaders, 250 of them, they rose up against the leaders. They rose up against the men who had stood in the gap for them. And so because of that, Moses asked the Lord not to receive their offerings. Surely God will answer Moses. And God then asked them to summon the community before the time, the, 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 the time of meetings. Then all of them got together. And when they came all together in front of the time of meetings, God then told Moses, let everybody who is standing very close to Korah, Dethan, and Abiram, and all the other rebellious people, let them move away. Then Moses fell down, and they knew God was about to take action. And they begged God, and God says, I want to put an end to the murmuring and the grumbling. And the Bible tells us that suddenly God, Moses then told them that if God is indeed God, he has to prove that he chose us and he called us on this mission. 
and God has to do something special and different to prove that he is with us because the murmuring and the grumbling and the complaining is too much. And the Bible says, suddenly the earth break open and all 14,700 people were buried within seconds. Korah, Dathan, and Abiria, they all perished and the fire of God consumed all of them at the same moment. But this does not bring an end. It does not bring an end to their murmuring and grumbling either. Because we are expected by this time, this group of people have seen the wonders of God. They have seen the miracles of God. They have seen the Red Sea part. They have seen a miracles manna falling from heaven. They have seen God move in many ways in their midst through Moses. They have seen Moses use the stuff and hit the water and they have water, they have food. But their grumbling didn't stop. So God says, let the 12 staffs be taken from each tribe of Israel, according to the 12 tribes of Israel, and let them be brought before the tabernacle of meetings to prove that indeed I have chosen this people. And the Bible says, when they put these 12 staffs, when they came in the morning, the staff of Aaron that represented the Levites had boarded, had blossomed, and was bearing almonds. Hallelujah. And that's why I titled my message, I'm body, I'm blossoming, and I'm bearing quality fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a season I bring to you a word which the Lord wants to let you know He's taking you surely in this season to a place of body. He's taking you to a place of blossoming and He's taking you to produce quality food, quality fruits in the name of Jesus Christ. Is what does this story mean to us watching this morning? What is God trying to tell us? You see, we like children of Israel, we have come to a point in our life, this moment in the cycle of our life, of this season, that many are going through struggles. Dreams seem to be stagnating. Family is going through quarreling, complaining, fighting, murmuring. is so toxic our businesses in our families in our communities that we are looking at each other and we are not being able to understand the season in which we are we are not able to understand that if God could be able to bring us out of such great deliverance bring us of our great trouble God is still with us even when we go through stagnation or if everything seems not to be moving but you see, when we find ourselves in such a time, it is not a time to grumble. It is not a time to be mumbling. It is not a time to be grumbling to one another. It is not a time to fight each other. It is not a time to be complaining. It is not a time to fail to see God as a God of miracles or a God who spoke to you about uncommon expansion, about a place of plenty, about your welcome, about your progress, about your prosperity. towards a servant of God 
can bring such blessing as much as it can bring you to a place of stagnation or it can bring you to a place where everything just seems to shut down. So it's a character. How could these people challenge Aaron and Moses? How could there be such disrespect and accusations against them? How could they question their authority? How could they try to equip themselves with him? How can we find ourselves at the point where God is promising us, he is leading us to a place of plenty, and yet we find ourselves with such gross disrespect, with such behavior that does not glorify God? Without such a behavior that does not show godliness in us and the way we we'll speak and the way we relate with one another and the way we we'll carry ourselves and our job and our homes amongst our friends. But because if God has promised us a place of expansion, we need to carry an, a character that is ready for such an uncommon expansion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So if you have an uncommon expansion, your attitude towards God must be what? Must not be challenged by the adversities you go through. Why? Because already in the midst of your adversities, your faith has overrided. Hello? Hello, somebody. You can go through the waters and yet you shall not drown. You can go through the fire and yet you are not consumed. You can go through the storms, but the storms, you can choose to ride in the storms and make fun of it because you know that the storms can bring an end to where you are. But the storms are meant to carry you higher and higher to place of expectation. Your attitude towards God in time of a common expansion must be aligned with your faith. How do you carry your faith in the moment of challenges when you know God is promising you something big and beautiful? How do you trust God when God, when the Bible says, those who put all their trust in God, he said they will never be disappointed. How do you carry God and trust him when he promises you goodness? Promises you plenty when he promises you expansion. Will you still trust him? When things are not falling apart, when things are falling apart, your attitude towards God and your attitude towards your family must be in line with a godly behavior. It means that the way you carry yourself towards your husband, the way you carry yourself towards your wife, the way you carry yourself towards your partners and work. All those things have a lot to do if you indeed have to enter and experience a common expansion. Your character can provoke a blessing when you begin to honor the all of God upon those God has placed in your life. And it does not matter their size, it does not matter their sizes and the color of their skin. It is just because they have the man side of them and they have the God side of them. 
were in a dispensation where everybody believed the Spirit of God walked to them. We're in a dispensation where everybody believes they hear from God. But can I tell you the truth? There is a grace on which you operate, and there's a grace on which someone else operates. What I can see, even when sitting down, you can't have the grace. Even if you stand on the ladder, you can see it. Why? Because I know the grace I carry. And unless we begin to put ourselves in a position that God has given each and every one of us levels and levels of graces, then we cannot submit to be able to receive a revelation that can propel us to a place of uncommon expansion. Why? Because God can choose in a season of uncommon expansion to bring your blessing to a little kid. Hello? God can choose your blessings to flow through a donkey, but if you're not sensitive, you can get it. God can choose a madman on the street to give you a prophetic word, but if you are not sensitive, you can take it. But you see, it takes character to connect the foolish things of God only if when you're sensitive to the things of God and you can discern where you stand and what God is saying. Because your character will determine your alertness and your readiness to receive a revelation that can move from one level of the anointing to another. So it's a character. Uncommon things don't just happen haphazardly. It takes spiritual preparedness. It takes spiritual guidance. It takes supernatural revelation. It takes readiness to engage and to provoke the supernatural manifestation. You see, we have entered a season where some people were busy planning to devalue you, planning to bring you down, planning to disrespect you, but in the midst of it, God, God is going to step in to bring an end to their memory. Some people just grumble because you walk where they walk. Some people just grumble because you drive the car they ought to drive. Some people just murmur because they're saying you are enjoying life more than they do. But listen to me. Who are they to judge who you are? Because you ended a season where God says, I'm about to bring an end to that grumbling. I'm about to put a hand in support of life. I'm about to prove I am with you. But in one second, God says, I'm going to distinguish you even in such a moment. So God says, Okay, because if people don't want to back down from your life, they want to continue to moment against your life, they want to continue to set confusion against you. I'm going to prove to them so that I can bring an end to all this that moment. And God says, Okay, bring me some stuff. Listen to me. A staff is not something like this that you can think is living. It's a dead thing. And so they gathered the 12 staffs that represented the 12 tribes of Israel and they brought them before the Lord and they kept them before them. So God said, I want to prove to them I am God. Their murmuring against you has been for too long. Their grumbling and the rejection of who you are has been for too long. So right now, since they cannot understand common things, I'm going to go in a different dimension to prove I am God in your life. And the Bible says, they brought the 12 stars and they put it in the before the tabernacle of meetings. 
was bearing harmony. Listen to me, can I prophesy? I said the season you were born again. The things that died in your life shall rise up to prove that God is in you. The things you lost about to locate you again. You are entering a season of expansion. But God says, I will use you in a place where people know it is dead to prove I am God. It means that some businesses may be closing down. Why God stepped in the miracle? Let me show you one thing. In 
in Numbers chapter 12, the Bible tells us that Aaron and Miriam they were angry because Moses got married to a Cushite wife. Hello. Like in laws always do. Hey, my own brother has married this. Hey, my uncle has married this. Hey, my this has married this. Hello. They want to see the fight in a relationship. Just allow it to you marry. He has taken all of our brothers' money. Oh, he has taken all of our sisters' money. He's not giving us attention anymore. Our brother used to be good. He's not good enough anymore. Hello. Am I communicating? It's like the whole child is married. <laughs> My servant, come before me in the temple of meetings. Come, please, Moses, gather them. They are the one to tell you which woman you need to marry. Eh? They said, Aaron and Miriam, they said, Does God not also speak to us? But even because the God speaks to them, they don't mean that they should rise up against the wife of their, of their brother. Hello? And so God said, Okay, bring them before the temple of meetings. And before you they realize it, the cloud of the Lord came down and when it departed, the Bible says, Miriam became leprous. And that was a consequence of why the Israelites remained on that spot for seven days. Because they had to wait until the leprosy was cured before their next move into the promised land. Somebody say your mouth. Somebody say your lips. Say, <laughs> put that lock there. <laughs> against their own brother and God punished them for it and God told them when God came and told them I speak to other servants and prophets in riddles and in visions but I speak to Moses face to face, you know what read it there are dimensions at which men of God can talk to God depending on the graces they carry if you want to carry that kind of grace you need to go an extra mile with God and that's why many of them didn't know but you see that situation came and down for seven days and they returned the miracle of Israel, the journey of Israel. It put in stagnation. Listen to me, church. We cannot enter a season of expansion and we begin to entertain quarrels in our marriages. The enemy will walk in at a time you need to agree on a project and move forward. And you argue and argue and quarrel until that project was stuck there. He will move.
What does it mean to master it? You must be able to understand the tricks of the devil. At the time you need each other in agreement, is the time of breaking up. Is at the time you need to move and to enjoy and see expansion and see glory and see God. Is the time the enemy has made you busy to fight each other. I thank God for my wife. I don't always speak about my wife, but you see, some things always come up. <laughs> see, when my wife came, she, she always greet me and kneel down like, you know, the Nigerians always greet me, you know, I'm like, so. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, so you guys here exist. You know, they say, the Lord, they bear down, they greet you. I say, Mama, please, I'm your friend, though. Please don't bother with me, I don't like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. But if I do, I just allow it, you know.
my window like this. What are you? I slept it like that. Oh, 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 oh. And that car was so precious to me, it was a 2003 Mitsubishi Galant. Yes. 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 Yes.
Amen. 